0: Rock Church, say Jesus. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody in all our campuses. Everybody, say hello to all the campuses. Say hello, all campuses. Say hello, everybody watching online. And all y'all and all the campuses and here in Point Loma, just uh, give someone next to you a high five. Give someone next to you a high five. God bless you. Let's all stand up if we can. There's sometimes in your life when you sense the presence of God more than others. Can I get amen? amen. And God's been stirring my heart um, probably the last eight, nine days saying, um, I want you to pursue me more than you are. And I want you to rise above all the natural drama in your life. Rise above it. Pursue me. I want you to spend more time with me. I you to stop working so much. And then, as I try to do that there's an enemy trying to prevent me from doing that the devil i don't know if any of y'all have been sensing that and, and and he's anybody anybody been sensing that in your life amen and I want to challenge you to do that I want to challenge you to just say God what do you want? What do you want me to say right now what do you want what do you want me to preach about i, I mean i got I have a sermon, but what do you want me to do and 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 I want us to get God out of this box of service, small group, during the week, or whatever you do, your, your times, that he is just there all the time with you. And that you are pursuing him, asking him, speak to me, empower me, open my eyes, what do you want me to see, what do you want me to know? I went on a ride-along, my son's a police officer here in San Diego, and I went on a ride-along with him Friday night. And I love just being out there. And, and when he's... Um, talking to somebody, I'm like this, <laughs> you know, looking around, you know, just like, and, and just checking people out and seeing what's going on and, you know, there's people cursing at him and, you know, so he's got enemies because he's a popo. but, you know, I'm out there just, I, I'm like watching and there's always multiple cops and stuff, but I'm always watching as well. And, and God says, I want you to like that with me. I want you to just be like this. What's the spirit doing? Who do you want to pray for? Who do you, what do you, want, what, who do you want me to say? So in the next few minutes, we're going to be together. I just want your heart to be God, speak to me. And then when you leave, God, speak to me. And then when you go about your day, God, I want to to connect with you. I want to hear you. I want you to change me. Other than that, this is just religion. We're going to talk about religion today. He doesn't want religion. He wants relationship. Lord, I pray in all our campuses, all the people watching, that you would stir their heart and draw them close to you. And that... You would give them hunger and a passion to know you and to hear you and to sense your presence. You created us that we may know your presence. I pray we would want that. I pray against the devil. I bind him in Jesus' name. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to us. We bind him in Jesus' name. And I pray you speak to people. I pray people today give their heart to Jesus Christ as their savior. I pray today people recommit their lives to Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm praying that for you. On three, get your Bibles out. On three, say word. One, two, three, say word. First, let's turn to Romans chapter 1. We'll start there. Romans chapter 1. I'll get there in a few minutes. Romans 1. If you are a visitor, we are in week 4, I believe, in our I Doubt It series. We're talking all the reasons people doubt God, doubt the Bible, doubt Christianity. Last week we talked about... Reasons you shouldn't doubt the Bible itself, how it was written. Again, in one sermon, you can't talk, explain everything. But we talked about uh, the reliability, the superior reliability of the Scriptures over all the other ancient documents. All other ancient documents. We talked about the role of the Holy Spirit in the Bible, and that when you're sitting in church, sometimes the preacher's talking about something, and you feel like he's talking to you. Can I get an amen? amen? Yet the preacher doesn't know you. <laughs> And nothing about your business, but the Holy Spirit does. So it's more than just the words in the paper. Today we're going to talk about how could Christianity be the right religion or right faith. There are 4,200 religions in the world. 4,200. I'm going to define a religion as a system of beliefs in which someone tries to live in harmony with the powers they believe controls their world. So, it's whatever you do to live in harmony with what you believe controls your world. And by the way, it may not be a God, it may be God, you. Whatever you think controls your life and your world, you are religious if you start to try to live in harmony with that. Money may control your world, that's your religion. I'm gonna try to make money and I'm gonna be all focused about money because that's what you, you get your sense of security from. That is a religion. There are 42 religions. I wouldn't say that was one of them. There are cults. Is a religious system based on some deviant version of the Bible. And and Orthodox Christianity often uh, is involved in controlling people's minds, times, money. Saying, you know, there's a cult leader who has some information that only he has or she has. And they try to control you. That is a religious system. The occult is built on some hidden information or hidden knowledge where you can tap into some supernatural power. Then you have atheism, which is a religious system (laughs) based on science and self. You don't believe in God in heaven, but you believe in God here. Your God is science. Your God is logic. So there's no supernatural God. There's only a natural God, but you never call it that. So you just say, I don't believe in that God. But what you do worship is man. It's a religious system. Matter of fact, atheism says the world has no meaning, which is ironic because if the world has no meaning, then you have no meaning, and that you can't have a meaning because meaning doesn't exist. So how could you know the world has no meaning if it has no meaning? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Now, some people will say, and there's a a show out now, uh, Morgan Freeman, that basically is suggesting or questioning, do all these roads Lead to the same God. You hear that all the time, and that is a very slick way of saying everything's cool. You can do whatever you want. Well, if all the roads the same God, well, one road will say, worship God in spirit and truth. Love your neighbor. And another religion will say, kill your neighbor. They can't be the same God. One religion will say you worship God by faith, and another one says you get to God by works. They can't be the same God. One religion will say, well, when I die, I either go to heaven or hell. Another one will say, when you die, nothing happens. Well, that can't be the same God. You have all these contradictions and all these different faiths. Why? Because the devil's is the author of confusion. And he wants to give you more options. You have to understand that a couple of things have to be true. And we're going to look at Romans chapter 1. Every single one of you is a person of faith. Whether you realize it or not, you are a person of faith. I was I was doing speaking at a gang conference here in San Diego with uh, uh, maybe 200 people, and the school district was there, the police officer was there, the the, the city attorney's office was there, and all these nonprofit organizations to help kids and gangs, education, jobs, etc. And then I was there representing the faith community. So when I got up to speak, I was like, you know, what am I going to say? Because you know, I wasn't there to really preach. So I was like, okay, I got to throttle it down because I, I want to just like, hang, hang, hang. And, and so I, you know, I had to come up with something practical that they can use because they weren't there to get saved. They were there to kind of pull resources. And the first thing I went up and said, is, listen, I'm here from the faith community. My past Miles, my from the Rock Church, da, da, da. And first let me say that all of us are people of faith. Every single one of you is from the faith community. You just have to have faith in something different. I have faith in God. You have faith in government. You have faith in education. You have faith in business. Every single one of us is a person of faith. Romans chapter 1. Let me put it on the screen. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. If you could just look at that real quick. It says, Romans 1.18, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Why? Because what may be known of God is manifest in them. God has given you an ability to know God. God created you with the ability to have relationship with him. Everyone say relationship. God created you to have a desire for relationship. He created you to have a desire for love. Every single one of us is a person of faith. How many of y'all have ever been in love with anybody? Raise your hand. How many of y'all want to be in love with somebody? (laughs) And you want someone to be in love with you. Whenever you love somebody, it requires faith because what you do is you take your heart and you by faith say, here, I'm trusting you. Can I get amen? And how many of you took your heart by faith and says, I am trusting you with my heart, and it was someone you really wanted to be, trust your heart with and was someone you had strong feelings for and was someone that you thought you knew and they broke your heart. Can I get amen? It was a step of faith. Not only are you a step of faith, but the reason there's so much confusion is because we fight God. We want to do what we want to do. So here we are, every single one of us is a person of faith. Every single one of us was created to know God. And yet we have all these different religions, and the world is telling you there is all these different ways, and they all lead to the same God. Do whatever you want, whether you want to kill yourself or help people and you don't want to blow people up or love people, it's all the same God. Whether you want to die and go to heaven. Die and cease to exist, die and get reincarnated, it all means the same thing. Or die and go get 72 virgins. When I hear that, you know, like, 72 virgins, what does that mean what happens when a woman dies? <laughs> in that faith. <laughs> Three points, and we're gonna, I'm going to fill these in real quick and then we're going to read our text. I'm going to propose to you that Christianity is the one way. And that is a, that is a very, seemed like a very arrogant thing to say but God does not want you to be confused. Your parents don't want you to be confused on how to have a relationship with them. If you have kids, you do not want them to be confused on how to have a relationship with you. God in heaven does not want you to be confused. The devil is the author of confusion. And the devil will say you could take any of these roads. You could take a road east and you could take a road west and you'll still get north. That is not true. You can't drive south to Tijuana expecting to get to L.A. Now, you might get to L.A., but it will take you a plane, a boat, and about five years of driving and flying all around the world to get to L.A. But you cannot get to L.A. going south. So I'm going to propose to you that the, the, the faith of the Bible, Christianity, is the one way. Jesus says, I am the way to the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. What you have to do is you have to ask yourself, am I a person of faith? The answer is yes. Do I have this interest in things after life? Do I have this interest in God? Do I have an interest in eternity? The Bible says eternity is in every single one of us. The answer is yes. And then the million dollar question is, do I really, really, really want to walk with God? Because if you don't, what are you here for? But if you really, really want to walk with God, you need to know why this faith is different than all other faiths. I'm going to give you three reasons. And you're going to fill it in right in your notes. Just look at these real quick. One, God the Father's story leads us into an eternally loving relationship. Everyone say relationship. There is no other faith where the Father is leading you into a personal relationship with him by faith. There's no cult that's going to give that to you. There's no occult that's going to give that to you. You can look at the Ouija boards, you can do your horoscope, you can do do your, uh, uh, not periscope, you can do your horoscope and all that stuff. They're not leading you into a personal relationship with your Heavenly Father. By the way, your Heavenly Father created you to have a relationship with Him. He created you to have a desire for a relationship with Him. And when that void is in your heart, where you don't have the relationship, you start seeking for all these other ways to fill that void. And the world and the devil will give you all these other options. But the father says, I just want to have a relationship with you. There is no other faith like that. And by the way, by the, and to achieve it by faith, it doesn't exist. Number two, the son of God exclusively... <laughs> Gives his, gave his life as a ransom for that relationship. There is no faith on the earth where the Father God is leading you and calling you into a relationship and where he sent his son to make a way for you to have that relationship. Every other faith, you have to work. You have to do stuff. You have to be a missionary. You have to do your pay your dues you got to attend services. you got to do things. you got to die and reincarnate and die and reincarnate and keep working out and try to get to nirvana and get in touch with your karma and your out of being and get in touch with space. You've got to do all the stuff. God says, no, 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 I created you to have a relationship. And by the way, the thing that separates us is your sin. I'm going to send my son to die for you. There's no other faith that offers you that. You gotta, sometimes you've got to die in, 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 in for the cause to get to heaven. God says, you know, I want you to live for the cause. Instead of you dying, I'm going to send my son to die for you. And by the way, and my son's going to rise from the dead. No other faith has that. And then it says, and number three, the Spirit of God nurtures that our God relationship. This is, this, is the, this is the most amazing part. As you sit in your seat, as you watch online, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Is going to speak to you, call you, encourage you, open your eyes. The reason Christianity is one of a kind is that the father says, I just want to have a relationship with you. You can't work to get this. You can't work enough to earn it or deserve it. I created you just to be your dad. Just to be your dad and every single one of you listening right now 100% i am 100% sure of this 100% of you need and thrive and hunger for relationship a family someone to love you and care for you and encourage you why because god made you that way why because he made you in his image why so he can have a relationship with you relationship it's not about rules it's not about how many times do i come to church It's not about how much money I put in the plate. It's not about how many hours I pray. It's about relationship. And all he wants is that from you. You can go anywhere in the world. There is no other faith that can give you that. And then the father says, I'm going to send my son, Jesus, who is going to die, lay his life down for you because he loves you. There is no other faith that has that. You can go to every other cult of faith. They will have you doing stuff. They will have you uh, uh, beg, borrowing, stealing, going to meetings and forcing you and forcing you and controlling you and telling you, you've got to do this. You've got to do this. And God says, listen, you don't got to do anything. So I get, I get, I get people telling me, oh, yeah, your church is a cult. I'm like, yeah, okay. Here's a, here's, a, here's a hallmark of a cult. The cult is that the cult leader controls everything. And the people try to control you. You don't ever have to come back. <laughs> you really don't. I'm just. Just if you thought this was a cult, you don't ever have to come back. I hope you do, but you don't have to come back. You don't have to listen to anything I say. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a be good. <laughs> this book right here. Please take it yourself and read it yourself. You don't, I don't even want to try to come to your house and read it for you. <laughs> read it for yourself. Not for real. That's a cult. This is not a cult. God wants to have a relationship with you. That's said, He wants to love you. He wants to encourage you. One of the reasons I go on the ride along with my son, for many, many reasons, but one of them, it keeps my heart fresh. Prince died, and I wrote on Instagram, I put his proposed picture, I said something like, rest in peace and whatever. And all these Christians started blasting me because I said, rest in peace to Prince. And... I didn't even read. I didn't. I didn't. I read like one, and I said, "Forget it." I, but I started reading. Why should he? You have to defend. You know why are you doing this? There? Anyway, the heart of an evangelist, right here. I hurt for people. I hope. I hope he is resting in peace. That brother. I mean, forget how ridiculously talented he was. He was so alone. And he died alone. No one, no one should die alone. And it broke my heart to see that guy live all his life. Now, a friend of mine told me a year ago that he got saved. I don't know if that's true. I never asked him. I hope that's true. That's God's heart. He just wants to have a relationship with you. Do you have to do anything? Just love him. That's it. He just wants you to love him. Read the Bible is part of loving him. Worship is part of loving him. That's it. And if you could just do that and say, God, I trust you. And when I go into houses where roaches go all over the ceiling and people just walk around the streets aimless seeing how... Lives have been destroyed of people that God loves. That's all God wants. He's not trying to control you. He just wants you to love Him, but He wants you to love Him because you want it. Because you, you, you believe that He is the best daddy you can have. That's it. So you can look at all these other options and all this madness people are being told, worshiping created things that cannot speak to you. We had Russell Wilson here, uh, quarterback of Seahawks a year ago, and, and I was interviewing him, and in his interview he said uh, God spoke to him. And then it was online, and all these people started criticizing him, saying, how could he say God spoke to him? Who does he think he is? So I wrote an article responding to that, because it was all on ESPN, all the, all the uh, news stations. And I said, if you worship a God that does not talk, it is understandable that someone saying God spoke to them is odd. But if you worship a God that talks... And that loves and that encourages that has relationship. It is clear that, that it would not be odd. But yet, every time something happens, including when Prince died, people say our prayers and thoughts, are, well, who are you praying to? And if you're praying to a God that doesn't talk, it doesn't communicate, why are you praying? We have to figure out what do we believe, what is true or not. So don't. Don't be deceived that when people just say, all Rose, and I'm just worshiping what I feel and what I know. Listen, people are in jail because they worship what they felt. They they did what they wanted. People say, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I'm going to do what I want to do. That will get you killed. God just wants relationship. In my few minutes left, let's read this real quick. (laughs) Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 8, real quick. Acts chapter 8. Verse 26, it says, The angels of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, go towards the south along the road which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. He arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority, under Candace, the queen of the Ethiopians, had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning. Sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. And the spirit said to Philip, in this story you're going to read about the father's plan. Actually, I'm going to explain to you the father's plan. The role of the spirit and the role of the son. The spirit said to Philip, go near, overtake the chariot. Philip ran to him, heard him reading from the Isaiah prophet, and said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I, unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come in to sit with him. Um... Ethiopia, there were two Ethiopians, Ethiopians. one was near Arabia, one was in Africa. This is one in Africa. Queen of Sheba from Ethiopia came to see Solomon years before. And she was amazed by Solomon and his wealth and his kingdom. And they believed that she brought Judaism back to Ethiopia. Here we have years later this eunuch who was a guard. Eunuchs uh, were um, guards, guardians of uh, people, and, and specifically women. Sometimes they were emasculated. Um, uh, so they couldn't have sex, so they were safe to be around the queen. But either either way, they were there to guard. He guarded the Candace, the queen's treasury. He was a very high official in the Ethiopian government. He had come from Ethiopia to go to worship because he was was following Judaism, but yet because he was Ethiopian, he couldn't get in the temple because Judaism prohibits the Ethiopians from being in the temple. So here he is trying to worship, but he, he's, on, he's an outsider. <laughs> it's religion. And he's sitting there reading going, and he starts reading about Isaiah, and, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the spirit of God says to Philip, uh, "Philip, go talk to him. People say, what about the man in Africa who's never heard? The man in Africa who's never heard needs to hear. You need to go tell him. There's people in your life you need to go share the gospel with. And he comes up to him and he, and he, and he, and he says, verse 31, how can I unless someone guides me. And Philip, he asked Philip to come and sit with him in his chariot. And the place of scripture, which he read, said, he has led a sh- as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent. He has opened his mouth. He did not open his mouth. In humiliation, and his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth? So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you, of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or somebody else. Here is this guy, he knows religion. Here's this guy who is trying to be a Jew, but yet because he's a eunuch, he cannot come into the temple. He can only worship from outside. He's not part of the family, for real. And so, and what's ironic is in the book of Isaiah chapter 56, I'm going to read something else to you. It prophesies about a day when God is going to include the eunuchs. In other words, you have your law, but I'm going to open up to everybody. It says in in Isaiah chapter 56, let me just read this to you real quick. It says, for thus says the Lord, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath and choose what pleases me, hold fast my covenant, even to them I will give in my house and within my walls a place In a name better than of sons and daughters, I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. The Jewish law was very strict about certain people being excluded from certain things. And God said, there's going to come a day, I'm going to include all y'all. I want all y'all in my family. I don't want you outside. None of you. He says, Philip, go explain this to him. He's reading about Jesus being killed, but he doesn't know it's Jesus. He's like, who is the prophet talking about? Look what it says in, in verse 32. It says, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearers, he was silent. He opened not his mouth in his humiliation. His justice was taken away, and who will declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth. And then it says, verse 35, Philip opened his mouth and began, beginning in the scripture, preach. Jesus to him. He says, Philip, I mean, uh, eunuch, when we were in Egypt, we were slaves to the Egyptians. You know your neighbors. And we were enslaved over 40 years. And God came to deliver us and set us free. And the night that we were set free, called the Passover, he told us to kill a lamb and put the blood of the lamb on the door. Everyone say blood of the lamb. And when the angel of death came through Egypt to kill the firstborn of every child, of every family, whoever had the blood of the lamb on their door, the angel of death would pass over. You know that story. He says, well, that was a foreshadow of Jesus because, as you know, Jesus died on the cross. He was the lamb that was slain to set everybody free because all are sinners and fall short of the glory of God. And see, you know, it wasn't about religious services. It was about a relationship with the Father. But that relationship only happens when your sin is forgiven. Jesus came and died as the Lamb. His blood was shed for our sin. And that if we accept Jesus as a son of God, we will be saved. You would have relationship. This is what Isaiah was talking about without even knowing it. And so when you come here to worship You have to understand there is a whole other level of relationship that the father wants to have with you. But it comes through the son because it was was prophesied that the son of God would come and die an unjust death because he had no sin. And that he would not defend himself because he came for that very purpose to die for our sin because we couldn't pay for our sin on our own. And so the Son of God came humble. He who was equal with God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He humbled himself to become a man, lived 33 years, died, never, never complained. On the cross, and then he rose from the dead. So you and I can have a relationship. There's no other faith that the Son of the God came to die for you. It doesn't exist. They will tell you to die for the faith. Where Jesus says, I'm going to die for you. Why? So you can live. Look what it says in verse 35. Philip opened his mouth and beginning at the scriptures, he preached Jesus. And as they went down the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, see here, what hinders me from being baptized? And the Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So they commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he was baptized. And when they came out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip. Whew! Can you imagine getting baptized? Boom, And the dude baptizes you as you come out of the water, he says, see ya!" and he's gone. (laughs) Philip was caught up, and he was there no more. My friends, this is a bunch of religions. And you can worship, you can try. You can do all your religious deeds, whether your religion is a cult, whether your religion is a false religion, whether your religion is, is, is an occult, whether your religion is your money, whether your religion is your own beliefs about some, some, something in space that if you just wish it will come back to you, whatever it is. But none of those religions or faiths or cults or false religions offer you a relationship. None of them sent their son, the son of God, to die for you so you can have that relationship. And None of them is the spirit of God is speaking to you, guiding you, reminding you day in and day out how much God loves you. You're on your own. you got to work it out. you got to just wonder what it is. But God loves you and he just wants relationship with you. And in a minute we're going to pray and I'm going to challenge you to give your life to this God. And to do one of two things to establish a relationship with him. To ask Jesus to forgive you of your sin. Like the eunuch, I believe Jesus died for me. I believe. And then there's some of you out here, you've been coming to church, month, 10 years, on and off all your life. And your relationship with God is a religion. In other words, it's I'm just going to do these few things every now and then so I feel good about myself. But you have no relationship. You're not hearing him. You're not, you're not pursuing him. You're not hungering for him. You're just going through the motions. In other words, you've taken Christianity and created your own system. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to do small group. I don't need to do life class. I don't need to, I don't need to do all that stuff. I got my own thing. And you created your system. And God says, but I don't have a relationship with you. We don't talk. You don't listen to me. You don't take my advice. This is God talking to you. And, it's, and it doesn't work. I mean, you're, you're, you don't wake up, like, excited to see me. You know when I see my grandson? He goes, ba ba." He just does. You're not like that with God. I was giving him his milk the other day, and he said, listen, he goes to the couch and he he does like this, like sit here. Pop out. And we just sat there. He just sucking on his milk. Just make sure I'm still there. He's all right here. But he's just making sure I'm still there. God said, that's what I want. So bow your heads and close your eyes, if you will, please. In all the campuses. This is really simple. It's really simple. God wants to have a relationship with you. And some of you have religion. You have systems. You're mechanical. You're trying to work it, earn it, deserve it. And God says, I just want you to love me. I want you to let me love you. So if you want to move from religion to relationship, and by the way, it means some of you may have never asked Christ to be your savior, but it also includes some of you who have. But you have a mechanical religion. It's a form of godliness. And you want to move more to a passionate relationship. You want to move more to a passionate relationship. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Don't see this as only a prayer for salvation. Some of you need to be renewed. You need to have a flame turned on in your heart. In the privacy of your heart, pray, dear God, I want relationship. I believe that Jesus, Is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe he died for my sin. And I believe he rose from the dead. So I can have relationship. So I can be in love with the Father. And I can experience his love for me. I want that. So Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Forgive me. Of all my sin and my pride, I want relationship. Thank you for your patience. As our eyes are closed and our heads about, if you prayed that prayer, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand. And by standing you are declaring, I want God. I just, I just want God. And I accept that he loves me and I know that he loves me. So I want to ask you to stand. Don't worry about who's around you. Just declare by standing and stay standing that you want God. So I'm going to count to three, and if you, whatever campus you're in, there's going to be people there to pray with you and pray for you. So we want you to stand there as well. One. Get your legs ready. Move your hips back in your seat so you can stand easily. One. Two, three, just stand to your feet. God bless you, stand to your feet, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Stay standing. Lord, I know there are more people in this room. I know there are more people in this room that want to move from some religious form of religiosity to a relationship. So I'm going to count again. And if your heart is beating, the spirit of God is whispering to you, this is your time to say yes to him. This is your time to affirm to you, even even to yourself, that this is a relationship, not a religion. That you are actually hearing the voice of God in your heart. And I'm going to ask you to stand with the people who are already standing. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, in a minute, I'm going to ask all y'all who are standing to do one thing to come down to the altar. And the rest of us, we want to cheer for them and encourage them. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. Come on down. Come on down. Let's give them a big hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Let's stay right there. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Give you a big hand. Come on now. God bless you. 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 I got you you God bless you. There's nothing more simple than having a relationship with your daddy. There was nothing more simple. One of the reasons, it is one of the reasons the devil has attacked the family to get the dad out of the home. Because if you don't understand what a daddy is here, it's going to be hard if you don't understand what that daddy is all about. That is very simple to understand. But if you say, God, I want you to be my daddy. I want you to teach me what that means. And for all you guys out there, you cannot be, the best daddy you can be is when you know who that daddy is. You will not be a better daddy than that. And you will not be the best daddy you can be without his help. That's a fact. Because he created you and gave us the title father that he has. He gave us his title. And who are we to reinvent it? I want to encourage you next week when we talk about science, I want to encourage you to bring somebody. For real. Like, really think about who you're going to bring. For real. This Ethiopian eunuch sitting there going, I don't know what I'm reading. And the spirit of God said, go tell him. How are people going to know if someone don't tell him? Bring somebody. So we're going to pray for y'all and then we're going to lead y'all in that room and then we're all going to cheer and then Pastor Marcus will dismiss us after they get into the room. Can I get amen? Lord, I thank you for these people. I thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, I thank you that if we just fall in love with you, we will know the truth from a lie. The Spirit of God will reveal it. We thank you for the Spirit of God that speaks to us, encourages us, opens our eyes up to truth, reminds us what you said, convicts us of our sin discerns between a false spirit and a true spirit. Any spirit that does not confess Christ as Lord is a false spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for affirming that in our heart. And Lord, I pray for these people that you bless them, encourage them. I pray they just seek you as dad. They seek you as their dad. So simple. In Jesus' name. Amen. Take a right turn and walk this way. Just follow that guy right there. Amen. That i ever taught in my life, in my life as a youth pastor, he was in as a kid. Amen. God bless
1: you. <laughs> What's up? You guys can have a seat as we're closing up. But we know that the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Can I hear amen? So let's celebrate this time as we receive our tithes and offerings. I love the points Pastor Miles made today that no other religion is that the God sent his son to die for you because he loves you. And it's because God loves us. It's because he cares for us. That's the difference. I had a chance to take my mother out to dinner last night. And it was such a blessing. I, got the, I went to Costco and bought some flowers because I'm on a budget. And I picked her up and I gave her her flowers and I escorted her to my minivan. And we went to dinner and I opened up the door for her and she has, she has trouble walking. So I got to hold her hand and, and take her to her seat and, and just bless her with a real nice dinner. And the whole time I was through the whole process, I was so blessed. It was just every step of the way was, was, was joy. And you know when I did that, I was no more her son than when I don't take her to dinner. But that chance to give to her and that chance to show her that I love her, just although it blessed her, really, really blesses me. You know, as children of God, you know, as we, as we give our tithes and offerings, it doesn't make us more children of God. Are you guys following me? It doesn't make us, it doesn't have God love us more. But wow, if you aren't giving to the God that you love you are missing out on an opportunity to have that joy in your heart. You're missing out on the opportunity to trust him. You're missing out on that opportunity to take that step of faith. And he doesn't need our resources. Somebody could write a check for the whole budget for the year, and I don't think that would be successful because that means thousands of us wouldn't have that opportunity to take that step of faith. You guys following me? And know that, yeah, Pastor, we'll take it if you're here. We'll take that check. Thank you, Pastor. (laughs) We don't want to rob you of that blessing either. That big blessing. But the Lord wants us to use us. Can I hear you, man, guys? To trust him and and to receive what he's given us and give it back to him with joy. We've got our envelope right here. For those of you guys that give online, we thank you for that. You can also automate the important like many of us do. The first thing that comes out goes straight to the Lord. And you can set that up online. You don't have to worry about it. The first thing goes straight to the Lord. Many give via text as well. You can do that also. Use this envelope right here. And there are boxes at every exit for you to deposit this. We thank you guys and we're happy that we can do this together. And don't rob yourself of that joy of just trusting the Lord and giving to him. Lord, I thank you so much that you love us individually, Lord. And that you don't love us more when we give, Lord. But I thank you for your reciprocity and the joy that comes and the growth that comes from depending on you. Thank you for all the lives here, Lord Jesus. I thank you for our pastoral support team right here ready to come and serve and pray and connect. Thank you for being a good God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Sunday. We'll see you next week.